When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello out there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Ethos Lakers podcast. I'm your host for this solo edition of the pod. Ethan will be on later this week, and we've got a few things to go over as the week has gotten started, and the Lakers have some road games to contend with. Well, things seemed all all good to start the year. New Year, New Me Lakers came out with a vengeance, even in the new City Edition uniforms with a three-game winning streak to help christen the Crypto.com arena after the Christmas Day loss. Sorry, I should say four-game winning streak that started on New Year's Eve. So even before the New Year, New Year, New Me Lakers were a little excited to get 2022 started and started off with a bang with victories over the Portland Trailblazers, Minnesota Timberwolves, Sacramento Kings, and the Atlanta Hawks. All victories, pretty decisive victories with the exception of that Minnesota Timberwolves was a five-point win, but an exciting game nonetheless. And in that winning streak, some interesting things did develop in the four-game winning streak. LeBron put up numbers to the tune of 33 points a game, 1.8 blocks, 2.3 steals, 5.8 assists, 8.5 rebounds, shooting 34% from three-point land, 77% from free-throw land. We love that. Just all in all, playing about 35 minutes a game even, not even you know the 40 minutes that he's used to used to playing. He's just... Out there dominating, he's been playing the center position in this new small ball philosophy that the Lakers have adopted while Anthony Davis is going to be out. And it's it's been working. It's been working for, for LeBron James, and you can argue it's been working for Russell Westbrook, who has seemed to have turned a corner, and he's not turning the ball over as much. But, you know, over in this four-game win streak, Russell Westbrook versus Sacramento recorded his first game in over... 400-some-odd games without a turnover. And he even did it again in the most recent game versus Memphis. But in this Memphis game, while having zero turnovers, Russell Westbrook did also score only six points while going two for 12 from the line, missed his only three-point shot attempt, only got six assists, only got seven rebounds, which is really low for him, was a minus 22 plus minus. If you're going to tell me that a... And the problem with Russell Westbrook has been, in my opinion, he goes a million miles an hour. And that's great. You want somebody who's going to give you that kind of effort, but he has either never learned to control that kind of effort or has never cared to. And nobody's in, in growing up, nobody probably told him to control that. He runs a million miles an hour at the basket, tries to shoot a layup, clanks off the backboard, 
goes a million miles an hour, goes up for a dunk, hits the back of the rim, misses a dunk. Things like that are just an ill-timed shots. Things like that are what kill teams, not so much his turnovers. And so zero turnover games in two of the last three games, but he's being completely ineffective. If what you're telling me is that for Russell Westbrook to be effective, he has to have freedom to commit crazy turnovers, then I don't want it. I simply don't want it. I haven't enjoyed really any part of the Russell Westbrook experience this season, save for the one game against San Antonio when LeBron was out and Russell Westbrook did kind of take over and he shot efficiently, scored 33 points that game. But for the most part... I just I have not enjoyed the Russell Westbrook experience. I've never really enjoyed it when I've had to watch it when he's been playing an opponent that I wanted to see. I've never tuned into a game for Russell Westbrook, and I'm probably being a little unfair to him because throughout his career, he's obviously been a great been a great player. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, all that. His style is just not my style, and I mean. Kudos to LeBron James being, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time. But if he if he thought he could make it work, I I don't know what as smart as LeBron is. I don't know what part of him made him think that this could work. Maybe because it kind of worked in Miami with Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade wasn't a great shooter, but Dwayne Wade also wasn't a turnover machine. Dwayne Wade doesn't control games the way Russell Westbrook can because he's got the ball in his hands so often. The Russell Westbrook thing is just not working. It's simply not. Bad shots, bad passes, poor decisions, shots off the backboard, the top of the backboard. I'm not enjoying any of it. And I know that the conventional thinking, and we're going to talk about trades here in a little bit, but the conventional thinking with Russell Westbrook is that he's going to be really important. He's going to be really impossible to trade because of his contract. And that's the bad news for Lakers fans. Lakers fans that might want him gone. Lakers fans that either never did believe in him, whatever, wherever the case you may be. Even if you're a fan of Russell Westbrook and, Maybe you're a fan of his and you want to see him happy because here's the thing, and here's the good news, I think, for Lakers fans who maybe don't want to see Russell Westbrook in uniform anymore. Now, granted, this is just me. I don't speak for Ethan. I don't know how Ethan ultimately feels about Russell Westbrook overall. But, you know, Russell Westbrook doesn't seem happy. Post-game versus Memphis, a reporter asked him, from a point, asked him a question that started with from the point point guard's perspective, and Russell Westbrook laughed under his breath and said, "Point guard, that's funny." Presumably, because in the center position, LeBron is taking more of a control of the reins. And when this team won a championship in 2020, you can argue that they won it because LeBron led the league in assists that year. That was LeBron's point guard year. And maybe Russell does see the the writing on the wall. You know, the trade rumors are out there. And if Russell Westbrook's not happy here when he thought he'd be, 
he's a professional. He understands that this is a business. If he's not as happy in a Laker uniform as he thought he'd be, maybe it would behoove him and the organization to just relieve themselves of each other. Would solve both of their problems. Now, the thing about Russell Westbrook is you kind of have to maybe get his help if you're going to move him. And if you're going to move him to a place where he can be happy, him being who he is, and we'll just go over the trade rumors now, and we'll get back to this Memphis game. But the trade rumors that are out there for the Lakers are that they have interest in Jeremy Grant. There's interest in Miles Turner. I don't see Russell Westbrook being the piece that gets either of those two guys because I don't see him being happy in Detroit or Indiana. Now, Russell Westbrook on his side business is much into fashion and things like that. He's a guy who craves a big market. And that spells New York Knicks. It spells New York Knicks all the way. Whether you're able to bring Julius Randle back seems like a hard sell, especially because Anthony Davis is here. What are you going to do with Anthony Davis if you bring in Julius Randle? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You can bring in Kemba Walker, but the salaries aren't anywhere close to matching. And I don't know how you can bridge that gap because it's a huge gap. $44 million for Russell Westbrook versus $8.7 for Kemba Walker. Those are all things that just... It's hard to make that work. But one thing is clear. Well, maybe not one thing. Because there are a lot of problems with this Lakers team. And maybe it's hard to boil down to just Russell Westbrook. And that is a little unfair to boil it down to just him. There's a lot of problems with defense on this team. THD has only been playing pretty well recently. Malik Monk has only just kind of found his place in the starting lineup. Still haven't seen Kendrick Nunn. They're playing without Anthony Davis. So, yeah, it's not all on Russell Westbrook. I can admit that. I can be fair about that. But if he's not happy, that's only going to make a bad situation worse for both sides, him and the Lakers. And so, yeah, let's find a deal. Who's a, there's got to be a taker out there. He's he's a great player. It comes down to fit, and he's just not a fit with this team, which was kind of the thing that I said a lot about Kyle Kuzma last year. And look at him this year in Washington. He's thriving. The role that he's playing in Washington, he wouldn't necessarily be able to play here. You know, not with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The way Malik Monk is fitting into being the third piece while Anthony Davis is gone. Kyle Kuzma wouldn't be able to do that. But Washington is a situation where they've got one superstar in Bradley Beal. And then a bunch of those other guys. And yeah, that's where Kyle Kuzma can thrive. He gets to start from night to night. He may not be the guy. But he's capable of being the guy for a couple of nights a week. And he was never going to be able to be that here. That's why his potential that we're seeing in Washington wasn't able to be reached here. What he's doing in Washington, he couldn't do here. So Lakers fans shouldn't be upset about the Kyle Kuzma that we're seeing in Washington. He's just a better fit there. 
And that's kind of what's going on with Russell Westbrook here. He's just not a fit here. One place I think he could fit. I don't know how happy he'd be. And this coach has expressed interest in players that necessarily aren't as efficient. And this organization does have someone on their staff who's fixed a point guard with a bad shot before, and it's San Antonio. If you could somehow convince San Antonio for like a DeJounte Murray, I know Russell Westbrook's a lot older than him, and San Antonio fans wouldn't necessarily be happy with that, but Greg Popovich does seem like the kind of guy who could do something with that. Before we talk about the Memphis game last night, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ethos Fantasy BK. Listeners, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. That's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. The single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides way more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Follow now. So Memphis. Memphis has had the Lakers number pretty much all season. They've played the Lakers four times this season and have beaten them three times. And I believe the one win that the Lakers had, if I had to guess, I don't have it in front of me and I don't feel like checking. But I'm going to go ahead and assume that John Morant was not the guy, was not in the lineup when uh, the Lakers beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And the reason why I can assume that is because John Morant has just been a world killer versus the Lakers the last couple times that they've they've played. And last night was no exception. While in the box score, it wouldn't have necessarily seemed as impressive seeing John Morant go for 16 points seven assists, five rebounds, and one block. But, man, that was the one block heard around the internet. He, on a chase down, timed it absolutely perfectly and just rocket shit, rocket shipped up, grabbed the ball with two hands, almost lost control of it because his armpit, his armpit was at the bottom of the, the base of the basket. And it was just, even as a Lakers fan, you just have to watch that and just be in awe of how fun and how amazing that is. And this is a guy who's had an ankle injury this season or ankle injuries before. And he's got that kind of vertical leap. He's a good comp, I found somebody say, is uh, Allen Iverson. For those who are young enough, or, you know, who we were young enough to have never seen Allen Iverson play live, it was a thing to behold. And that's kind of what it's like to see John Morant. And I saw him in college, and the whole debate was Zion versus John. I knew that whoever was going to have the number one pick kind of had to go with Zion because that fan base was just was never going to forgive you if you didn't go with Zion, whether it would work out or not. And you can argue that New Orleans fans are not happy with how it's been working out with Zion Williamson. But when I saw John Morant in college, I said, John Morant's going to be the better pro. 
He really is. And Memphis is a fantastic team. Between him, Desmond Bain, who kind of annoyed LeBron James a little bit last night. And I'll talk about how LeBron did versus the rest of the Lakers last night. But yeah, Desmond Bain did kind of poke the bear a little bit. and just, Which is typically a thing you don't want to do against LeBron James because he tends to have an amazing game and it tends to be a contagious feeling and the team sort of seems to rise. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When that happens. But that didn't happen last night. It raised LeBron's game. He ended up having 35 points. Another 30-point game for him. Seven seven assists, nine rebounds. Made all four of his free throws. Shot three for four from three. Had an amazing dunk on Jaron Jackson Jr., But for all that, Desmond Bain still finished the game with 23 points and made five three-pointers. And Desmond Bain was just lights out all night. And when you're a young guy and you, and you when you're a young guy and you have words of LeBron James and yeah, he may end up having a good game on you, but you have a good game on on him back. That'll do a lot for his confidence. Jaron Jackson had 21 points. Him getting viciously dunked on by LeBron obviously didn't phase him. John Conchar. 12 points for him. Brandon Clark. Who got injured early the last time they played the Lakers. Didn't end up up mattering. But this time he had 14 points. Just everybody all across the board. Kyle Anderson, 14 points. Slow-mo. I hate his game. But man, it's effective. Malik Monk. First bad game in a while from Malik Monk. Seven points. Shot three for 13. What I like about that is he was still running the two-man game with LeBron and was still running it effectively enough to where some of the shots he was taking were not bad shots. This was just an off night as a team for the Lakers. Malik Monk shot 3 for 13. Russell Westbrook shot 2 for 12. Avery Bradley shot 2 for 10. The only guys that did pretty well with the bench. Austin Reeves. Breakout game for Austin Reeves. Shot 6 for 8. 16 points. Played a lot of garbage time. But that garbage time minutes, this bench squad, Reeves, Tucker, Ariza, Ellington, Dwight, 
went on a 21-point run at one point. Almost brought the game back to within spitting distance. I believe it was an eight-point game with a minute and 14 left. Lakers get a stop and a three. It's a five-point game with a minute left. It's doable. Didn't happen. Lakers still lost by eight. It was a much... It wasn't nearly as close as an eight-point margin would indicate. Take another quick break to tell you about Thrive Fantasy. Hey, guys. We have a brand-new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% discount match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play pick player props on their biggest names playing every night score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win win a share of the nightly prize money check out our sports ethos dfs team or podcast for advice on winners again that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com all right Thank you, me, for telling us about Thrive Fantasy. So where can the Lakers go from here? Well, we've talked about the trade interest that they have in Jeremy Grant, Miles Turner, Russell Westbrook not being happy. You have to explore all of that. No matter how you feel about Russell Westbrook or anything like that, you, you do have to acknowledge that in that presser, and granted, it was after a loss, and it was after a pretty severe beatdown by Memphis again. Memphis, the youngest team in the league, really impressing everywhere, impressing everyone. John Morant playing out of his mind. Yeah, it was a bummer of a it was a bummer of a post game press conference, but still. Russell seems extremely unhappy with the way he was answering questions. And it's the way, seemingly, that this does seem to happen to players around trading deadline time. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall, like I said earlier. Maybe he doesn't. But it's clear that something does have to change, and you have to figure out who your movable pieces are. And while the Lakers haven't seen Kendrick Nunn yet, if you're thinking about getting rid of Russell Westbrook, you definitely can't trade Kendrick Nunn. And you want to you want to prevent maybe a Caruso mishap happening again, and you want to try to hold on to THT, but it seems as though any package is going to require the likes of a THT. Problem with that is you combine the two salaries of Russell Westbrook and THT. That's fifty million dollars, and I don't know who can match that. You know, Boston's already been on the market saying they're not trading either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown in the midst of their disappointing season. And while I believe Jalen Brown will be a Laker eventually, I kind of have the same same thing I had with DeMar DeRozan. Nobody seems to want to be able to put on a Laker jersey more than Jason Tatum. I thought that about DeMar and was obviously wrong. Although I wasn't really wrong. Russell Westbrook did kind of sideswipe that dream because DeMar will say even himself that he thought that was going to be a reality. And Mark my words, Jason Tatum is going to put on a Lakers jersey at some point in his career. 
whether it be sooner or later. So Boston's going to hold on to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They didn't say anything about Marcus Smart. Now Marcus Smart on this team. If you're going to let LeBron do most of the ball handling, but you're going to put a bulldog like Marcus Smart on defense to guard whoever the other team's best wing is, that could work. And it'll give Boston, you know, maybe something that they're lacking in a high-energy player. But time will tell if any moves will be made, if any moves can be made. I'm sure the Lakers will try something. Whether or not it's finding somebody out there, if you can find another Stanley Johnson, although I don't even know if another Stanley Johnson will, is the recipe to success. Maybe you just wait for Anthony Davis to come back. Although, even with his news, when he was first injured, the news was that he'd be reevaluated in four weeks. He wasn't coming back in four weeks. And so, we're about a week away from that mark for just for him to be reevaluated. And judging from how he was shooting baskets before the game yesterday, it doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. But maybe he'll be ready for the playoffs. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at what the Lakers do have coming up as far as their games. So they've got a little bit of a road trip on Wednesday going to Sacramento. And then they don't play again against until Saturday. So, good news. Today, right now, I'm recording this on a Monday. From this Monday, the 10th, to next Monday, the 17th, the Lakers will only play two games. On the 12th at, De- at Sacramento and the 15th at Denver. And then they have a game back at Crypto on the 17th. So this is a good week for recovery for the Lakers. This is a good week to get some practice time in. This is a good week to get some of the guys off of the health and safety protocols. It's a good week for a lot of things to happen. A lot of thoughts to ponder. All good things. Lakers have beaten Sacramento uh, a couple times this season. Off the top of my head, I don't remember if they've played Denver yet this season. Denver is going to be an interesting one because I don't know if LeBron can actually play center in that game because you definitely need a big body to guard Nikola Jokic. And strong as LeBron is, big as LeBron is, if he's going to be out there playing center and he ends up guarding Jokic, Jokic is just going to post him up all night. And Jokic is going to have zero assists, but he's probably going to have about 40 points in the paint. And that's not going to be good. But since the since the week is light on games, you know that probably means it's going to be week really heavy with rumors. And some of them may not be able to be able to be commented on in the form of a nightly podcast or anything like that but it would be a good opportunity for you guys to check out our newly created instagram account which is at ethos lakers just like your just like our twitter account Uh, we'll be posting clips might be repurposing uh, or reposting content from some of our friends like over at laker nation they do great daily content um just kind of 
using their clips to kind of help us keep you informed of things that are going on. And we'll be, you know, posting clips from other Sports Ethos uh, accounts on that Instagram account. So be able to follow us there at Ethos Lakers on Instagram. If you guys want to TikTok, let us know. But I just turned 40 years old. And so I don't know anything about TikTok, but I can learn if you guys want want us to use it. So let us know. And let's check in on the rest of the league as far as playoff positioning is concerned. So the Lakers currently, as it stands, are in a seventh seed at 21 and 20. So one game above 500, which is good, but seventh seed is not good. In the 10th seed, so you have a little bit of a battle all the way down to 12. Sacramento, Portland, San Antonio, they all have either 15 or 16 wins. And so it's a pretty tight window from 10 all the way down to 12 for that final play-in spot. Then you have a little bit of a gap between a hit 7, 8, and 9, which is sort of where... And 6, 7, 8, and 9, which is sort of where... Which is where the Lakers are. So between 20 and 21 wins, you have Denver in 6, Lakers in 7, Minnesota at 8, and the Clippers at 9. And Solo in the five spot, which is, they're sort of, they're definitely in the middle because they're 22 games. So we talked about that grouping between 20 and 21 wins. Dallas has 22 in the five seed. From there, it's a pretty big gap to the four seed, which is Memphis that we've been talking about all night. They have 28 wins. 28 and 14 for Memphis, 28 and 12 for Utah in that three spot. And then there's another two game gap between Phoenix and Golden State, both at 30 and 9. Golden State just got back Clay Thompson from nearly two, nearly three years off of injuries, and he looks good, which is scary for the rest of the league. That after all that time, Clay Thompson can come back and in 20 minutes still score 17 points. He put up 18 shots in 20 minutes in his first game back in nearly two years, which is lunacy. Over in the East, the Chicago Bulls. Man, what a heartbreak. Chicago Bulls are in the number one seed. They have DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso. There is a world in which all three of those guys could have been Los Angeles Lakers, but whatever. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Brooklyn got Kyrie back. He's going to be a part-time player who plays on the road only. Uh, but they're sitting atop that two seed. Miami has somehow squeaked back up into that top three spot, despite the fact that they've had COVID all up and down that team. And they're in the three spot at 25 and 15. Milwaukee, off to a bad start, has crawled all the way back to that four seed. And they're at 26 wins. So they're tied in the amount of wins with the number one Bulls. But tiebreakers have them down to four. Then you got a pretty big gap. And from Philly at five and 22 wins. All the way down to the 10 spot at 19 wins. Pretty tight race between Philly at five, Cleveland at six. Cleveland lost Colin Sexton, and they've still been playing pretty good, but with that loss, I can't imagine they're going to go up any higher than that. Toronto has been surprising some people a little bit. They might still make the playoffs, but they're in that 7C. Charlotte has been playing pretty well. Washington, 
as good as the highlights have been, I'm surprised to see them at 500, but they were pretty bad last year. And so they've it's a big improvement from last season in Boston in the 10 spot. Don't know if they can recover from that because they haven't been playing great. Hey, quickly, before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code hoopball at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So use the code hoopball at both manscaped.com and mybookie.ag. And uh, with that, that's going to be the end of this solo edition of the pod. Might see another episode later on this week, depending on how heavy the rumors are. We might do a recap of the Wednesday game versus Sacramento. But until next time, you can follow me on Twitter at jcdeleon1. You can follow Ethan on Instagram at Ethan underscore Noroff. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at ethoslakers. And until next time, we are out. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.